Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, in studio with Jason Cross. Hello. And our producer, Dan Masuoka. Hello, everyone. Who's taking questions from the audience. If you have any questions or comments, let us know on Twitter and Facebook, and Dan will chime in with your comments and questions. Yeah, we're live. Yep, we're live. And join us remote. joining us remotely is staff writer Michael Simon. Hi, Mike. Hello, guys. Good afternoon. Good morning. Uh, so let's get right into it. So today's topics, we'll be talking about iOS 12 rumors, uh, potential for new Macs later this year. But first, we're going to talk about iOS 11.3 before we get to iOS 12. Because Apple released the iOS 11.3 beta to developers, and was it also developed? Public, public? too. Public, yep. yeah. yeah. Public beta is up. To the public. So yeah. there was a initial news release when the beta, before the betas were released about what the new features were. But then, mm-hmm. as the beta came out, people were discovering a lot more features right. that were might, might even be more important than the ones that Apple talked about. Yeah, when we <laughs> podcasted last week, Apple yeah. had released their, hey, here's what's in iOS 11.3, like news, but the, the beta hadn't dropped. So we said, well, notably absent is messages on iCloud still, <laughs> and AirPlay 2 still, uh, and uh, that it turns out those are both in there. Apple just didn't want to talk about these things, probably because they didn't want to kind of draw attention to the fact that they're still not out, even though they right. talked about them last summer. So right. those are here uh, now. Those, if you grab the 11.3 beta, the first time you launch messages, you'll get a messages on iCloud like, uh, hey, do you want to be in? Uh, and I think they require you to have two-factor authentication enabled. But other than that, yeah. And if you go into your iCloud settings and settings, there's a toggle now for messages where there wasn't before. Yeah. Um, so, so that's in, and that's also a feature of the latest macOS beta which is the, the, their Tandem. point release yeah. has the messages on iCloud in that. The, the toggle on iCloud settings is my favorite because I, I never knew where to find it. For some reason, it wasn't where it was supposed to be. You had to go out and go down. Yes. So the, just having it in a nice location is a, right. a small thing. But and if you have two-factor authentication already enabled, like when you fire it up at first, it'll just give you it, – it has a splash screen promoting messages yep. on iCloud and says, are you in? And you can right. say yes, and then you don't even have to go in settings and fuss with it. Yeah, which you should do. Even if you don't want to use uh, messages in the cloud, just go turn on two-factor. Yeah, you should be doing that anyway. For yeah, your... very <laughs> important. So for just in case there's anybody wondering what the heck messages on iCloud is anyways, right. kind of an overview of what it is, why yeah. is it better than the current implementation right. of messages? The, the main thing is what it's going to do is it's going to take everything in messages stored on iCloud, encrypted, uh, and then every time, all your devices will be looking at the cloud for that history. So you set up a new device, boom, your whole messages history is there. You delete a message thread on this device, it gets deleted on all your other devices and so on. So it's just like your iCloud photo library or something like that. Everything is going to be, have the same view, the same sync, everything. uh, So when you get those annoying um, text strings of numbers that you need to put in when you delete it on your phone it'll be deleted on your mac that's your the mac biggest. and your ipad and, and yeah. stuff and everything oh yeah yep and it so. should i haven't tested this yet but it should also deal with things being read uh right properly so like once you read a message you yeah. don't have still have that like unread messages 
prompt on your Mac, you know? Uh, so yeah, it keeps everything in sync. So that's the main thing. The, the downfall is, of course, your all your stuff is not no longer just on your device. It's in the cloud. I mean, it's right. going to be encrypted, but it's you know, still it's on yeah. an Apple server somewhere. So just yeah, like so that's the main advantage. It's funny because like at home, I have an iPad, mm-hmm. but no one ever uses it. <laughs> every every once in a while, I will use it, and then I'll like go into messages and I'll see this archive of messages from like the past six months right. that I totally have forgotten about because there's no point of reference for these messages. Yeah. They're all individual on each device. It's especially annoying if you ever have to set up a new device because if you restore uh, a backup, you're fine. But if you don't, you're starting from a blank slate with your yeah. messages. Like right. they'll th- from then on, they might be, you'll get the same messages sent to all your devices, but you won't have your history Right. Of stuff, and now you're going to have your whole messages history yeah. by logging in. So that's great. I, for one, am hopeful that this is the first step toward a Android Play Store release of messages. Yeah, there's not, awesome. a <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. I'm still holding on. Messages for that. and FaceTime are not going anywhere. Those are those are going to be Apple things. Yeah. Even if it's a stripped down, no sticker version of messages, it would just be so nice to log into an Android phone and get all my messages in one place. I don't think that's going to happen, yeah. but I think what what might happen, maybe not with the release of 11.3 or something, but um, you can go to the iCloud website and see your iCloud photos, notes, all that stuff. It wouldn't surprise me if they added a messages app on the web maybe. at the yeah. iCloud site and then... You can see all your stuff there um, because they do that with all the other iCloud stuff. So yeah. my theory of why Apple didn't kind of promote this in AirPlay 2 mm-hmm. when they first announced it is that they want to reserve the potential of removing it from yeah, 11.3. Yeah, that's that, controversial. that could happen too. Because so, Apple be has done time. that before. Absolutely. Uh, the iCloud messages did pop up in an earlier beta of a, a, one of the iOS 11 beta. I think the original yeah. iOS 11 I think beta it was yeah. in the, and got yeah, yanked yeah. before right. iOS 11's release. Yeah. So that, I, it would be weird that it, they brought it back and then yanked it again. Yeah. But they may. I just think they just don't want to talk about like, oh, yeah. You guys are still waiting on features. They don't want to point out that you're still waiting on features. Oh, yeah. yeah. We announced that. Yeah. How, how long ago? Oh, yeah. It's here and the it other, I mean, the other thing is they need to get this 100% perfect because messages right. are oh, yeah. really important to people. Super if they screw this up, critical. they're yeah. going to get tons of, of uh, crap for it. So yeah. it needs to be 100% working perfectly with no bugs and no chance that your data can just get you know yeah. whisked away yep. into nothing land. Now AirPlay AirPlay two is in there too, and that's not um, that's much less of a big deal for most people because if you're just sending something to one device to your Apple TV or, or something like that or to your Mac or something, that's AirPlay one and AirPlay two aren't that different. What AirPlay two really brings to the table is multi-room audio, and it does work now if you're also running the TVOS beta, the latest TVOS beta that dropped together with eleven point three. You can have multiple TV, multiple Apple TVs in multiple different rooms, and you can, when you're playing back stuff and you hit your little play, what am I playing back my music to thing, you'll see your multiple separate Apple TVs. They'll be, uh, HomeKit will register them into rooms, and then you, you can check multiple ones and it will play them all in sync, which is the same thing that will happen with the HomePod when that gets updated to right. do it. So, yeah, presumably 11.3 will bring that to the HomePod when it comes out right. uh, in the spring. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the main feature you'd be missing with AirPlay 2. 
So uh, we're taking questions live on Facebook and Twitter. And Max on Facebook is asking, uh, should we expect battery tools in iOS 11.3? Apple says yes. Yeah. Uh, and and they, the battery health meter stuff might appear in all phones, but certainly the ability to turn off the, oh, throttle my phone when my battery gets low is only on the phones that they do that for, which is iPhone 7s and earlier. Right. Um, but... Apple, even though Apple promoted it, it's not in the 11.3 beta yet, so we haven't they seen said, it. They um, said in a statement after the uh, Congress said that they were investigating them over, the, um, over yeah. the throttling, Right. they did say it was coming to a developer preview next month, which is obvious because next month is tomorrow. Right. And they also said that it would be available when it, uh, 11.3 releases in the spring to the public. So it's, yeah. so it's you know, it will be there. It's just a matter of um, when it pops up and, um, and we don't what know what it, it looks does. Like. We don't know, right? We yeah. don't know exactly what it does. Yeah, it'll be there, but yeah, now that the government is getting involved. Also, <laughs> Apple makes a big splash page on Apple.com about 11.3, and they, right. it's like the top thing or whatever is the battery stuff. I don't think they're going to yank it. Yeah, so, it'll just be in a later in the later beta. Yeah, I mean, yep. they, like, that's another mm. thing that, you know, they know people are going to discuss ad nauseum, so it's got to be right, it's got to be working, it's got to be, you know, they can't release a buggy version of it, even to developers, because it's going to get out there. The betas used to be dropping on specific days of the week, you used to be able to count on it, but now it's kind of any old time. Yeah. So, yeah. they could be dropping a beta while we're recording this and mess sure. up our whole thing. So. And so, I mean, something I that's like, what happened last week. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like what happened last week. <laughs> and something like that, I mean, like, developers, is it really going to impact developers at all, something like the battery update? Or is that just strictly users? Um, and so, like, for the developers, they don't really care if it comes out the very last second because it's not affecting, affecting whatever they're making. That's, that's mostly true. Yeah. It's, I think it's just a matter of, like, developers just need to test their stuff test their apps to make sure there's some, not something that's breaking. Yeah. Uh, and that's why they usually get it first. But we're seeing Apple, the public releases fall really quickly after the developer yeah. releases so far on these point releases. So, And Apple knows that developer releases are journalists and they're analysts. And, you know, yeah, anyone who wants to pay a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. There's an NDA and it's a joke because right. like everyone, has everyone <laughs> just goes and yeah. posts everything yeah. about it. So the thing about the battery features is that it'll, I'm, I'm sure Apple's conscious of this. It's going to be the reason why everybody wants to upgrade to 11.3. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So if it's not included, you know, people, Apple wants you to upgrade as soon as possible. And if it's not included, people may might take their time and stuff. So Apple will want, Apple wants you to not, just use the battery features, but they really want you to use the other features as well. There's also, you know, there's optimizations and security patches. Oh yeah. So that's what they really want you to do. So they know that this battery stuff is going to be the reason why people are downloading 11.3. So it's imperative for them to get it in there. Yeah. Dylan on Twitter is saying that they use the battery life app to tell that they were under 70% capacity. Mm -hmm. So they ordered a repair kit online uh, and they're doing it themselves for twenty nine dollars. I don't know if that means they bought, Yikes. they got the the Apple um, yeah, official I, one, well, or like you know the Fix It one. No, um, Apple wouldn't send you a battery kit. They would send you a box uh, and take your phone and then yeah, yeah and fix yeah, it. Yeah, for the same price, I would recommend against fixing it yourself. There's just no reason. for Yeah, it. I mean, and you void your yeah. warranty, and we've seen right. we've seen people 
essentially get every do everything right and still screw up yeah. their phone somehow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's one thing to say fifty dollars that's significant, but if it's if Apple's charging the same price as an upgrade kit that you're going to do yourself, unless you really want to break apart your phone. Yeah, I mean, some people just love that aspect of it. Yeah, they like to tinker, but you know, for the same price, go to the Apple and store. And just beware that it might not. And you end up voting your warranty and forever messing up your phone. Yeah. As yeah. our yeah, the kids video are, producer Dan as, can attest. As I can, I can, I can attest. <laughs> but, you know, if you have an old phone, then, you know, that's not covered under that deal, you know, then maybe, you know, what have you got to lose? Yeah. Sure, if you exactly. have a five or a five, yeah. sure. Or you just don't want to, what is it, the six? Not the success that, that has. A battery shortage. The plus. There was the six. The six, six plus. plus I think. Yeah. If you've got a With six plus, you don't want to wait like three months for them to get batteries. You know, I can, I can yeah. see that. Uh, and this is sort of related, but Crazy Mook on fa- uh, Twitter is asking, why does Apple allow third parties to access his mic on the camera even if he's not using the app? Yeah, it's. I mean, they they oh. do if you. Uh, Wait, do they ask uh, if for you're not, they ask for permission they, when they ask for camera yeah, permission, it's camera permission. and mic together, uh, right? Yeah. Um, and which is, which is a little weird, but I can see them not wanting to throw up a lot of things. It's apps should not be able to, when they are not active, be recording. Like that should not be uh, a thing unless there's, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm and not when aware you say of, active, yeah. you mean open or you mean yeah. at the front, you know, like if it's, you I mean, at the, the front. Yeah. Uh, is that, I, I don't I, know. Maybe he can clarify a little bit, like what you mean by even when the app's not open. If an app's not open, it should absolutely not be using your mic. And if you have evidence that it is, uh, Apple's going to shut that down fast. Uh, well, if you're, you, if you're using a, um, like a voice uh, a recording app, like if you're recording someone speaking, mm-hmm. you don't have to have it in the front all the time, do you? I, mean, uh, I think it will. If, if to my recollection, you don't. If anything's using the API for recording uh, anything in the background, you'll get that red bar up top. Right, yes, yes. Uh, and that's, and you, so you should always see that. If you're not seeing that, if something, if you think something's recording your voice or whatever in the background, you're not yeah, seeing that I or whatever. That. That's, you're, that's problematic, but yeah, but you, you can still do it. But yeah, it does. iOS does let you know. Yeah, listen, this is this is actively working in the background. Yep. So um, I use an a utility called Oversight. Uh, not to be confused with the game Overwatch. Correct. It's called Oversight, and uh, it, it resides in your menu bar. And anytime an app accesses the camera, it flashes an alert, and then you can allow or block it. You get a lot of alerts. I don't. Okay. So uh, it was, this is just actually, on Mac, I, though, right? I installed is- it just to see if how it works, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, "Well, I might as well just keep it." But the only time it ever opens for me is like if I launch Skype or or FaceTime right. or whatever. But you're, you're talking about a Mac, yes? Yes, this is on a Mac. Yeah. So. yeah. On on Twitter, Dylan says they updated the privacy section of the settings to be clearer when third parties are accessing the mic slash camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. so anyways, if, you, if you're really kind of wanting to know whenever your camera, your Mac's camera's being, mic and camera are being accessed, you can try Oversight. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's It's a free download. It, it works well for me. It's totally in the background. And if you want to, it, it, an icon appears in your menu bar and then it shows you what your camera and your mics are attached and stuff. And Wouldn't it be creepy if it's just like showed up 
some other camera that was on you. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what camera is that? So yeah. you, you can also dive into the settings in your uh, iPhone and find out which apps you've allowed to use the microphone and the camera and, and yeah, um, right. try to shut it off. I don't, I don't remember the path off the top of my head, but it's settings general or maybe apps. I forget. I don't remember. I don't have an iPhone in front of me. <laughs> I do. I'm gonna I have look six real phones quick. and none of them are iPhones. <laughs> um, I'll let you know when we get there. Oh, going back to the screen, iPhone screen, do it, do it yourself. It, iFixit offers repair kits for $29. Yeah. Uh, $25 the older the phone is and... They're stuff. fixing the 5S, so they're out a of A 5S, there. and that is $25. So if, you know, you're up for doing it yourself, they have repair guides. I personally wouldn't do it myself, only because... Yeah, just be warned, there's, 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 there's glue, and right. you know, it's not a straightforward process where you take out a couple of screws and everything yeah. comes off. It's a, It takes some doing and some patience. Yeah. Yeah, and but there are people who are much more handy than I am. <laughs> I like to be. think I'm handy. Yeah. I do stuff around the house, but so. uh, apparently not. Yeah, I, I've screwed my, up. Something. My shining, my shining repair moment was I uh, I replaced the keyboard on a I want to say like a 2008 <laughs> or 2010 MacBook Air, and it worked fine. And I was that was that, that saved me like seven hundred dollars or something oh, at the time. Man. Yeah, my uh, horror story is uh, back years ago. I worked for Mac Addict magazine, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I had to upgrade the RAM on the Sunflower Mac, and I did something to it. <laughs> and it, I don't know what I did to it. I, to this day, I have no idea what I did to it, but the screen stopped working. Okay. And so we had to send it into repair. And the thing was, like, I had just started working. It was, like, my second week. Oh. Oh, boy. And my, my boss was extremely pissed off. So. <laughs> you just, that's when you, you walk away and go... Look at how I found this. <laughs> I <know. laughs> right. I don't know. It was like it. So, but uh, fortunately, I didn't get fired and stayed there for several For what years. it's worth, that's still my favorite iMac of all time. So. The, yeah. the lamp? The... Yeah, yeah, the lamp, yeah. sunflower, whatever you want to call it. That was the best. <laughs> If they like retroed that, it would sell. Oh like, God, yes! You know, like a, like those like those uh, Jordan people would be lining up out the door right. waiting overnight for it. Yeah, it's well, awesome. And the thing is, they can make it even a lower profile now because they don't need a CD, yeah. uh, a, a drive yep. anymore. Yep. And yep. components yep. are so much smaller now. But so. the screens are so big that little, <laughs> that little arm would not work as well. I think something like Microsoft's um, Surface, the, I think the, big, the big yeah. Surface. All of one thing is uh, is kind of the equivalent of what that would be today, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. But by the end, I, wasn't there a nineteen or a 20, 20 inch uh, Sunflower G four iMac? I think I think it was. Been, yeah, it was at least seventeen, but I think they might have come out with a twenty inch by the yeah, end. There was a big yeah. I, I I vaguely remember like it was looking at it going, how does that stay up? Because it was just yeah, right. <laughs> so too big. So. That was a I great design. I, still, I wish I still had mine. I, I sold it on eBay many, many years ago, and now I, I, I regret it. It would have been just, just cool to have as just a just a sculpture on my desk, <laughs> even if I couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, it was 20-inch. It came out in yeah, see? T- 2003, yeah. I feel like that design still holds up. Yeah, Like absolutely. today. If, like, if a new one came yeah. out today, I'd be like, yeah, that, that design holds up. Yeah, um, yeah to, to some degrees. It's kind of round in a lot of ways things aren't today, but other than that... Yeah, it's it's not bad. 
Yeah. And the, all the, the, the adjustment was just, it's, you know, you can't, you don't, you don't get that level of adjustment with monitors today. I mean, you can up and down right. left and right without storing a VESA mount or anything like that. Yep. So. Anyways, anything else about iOS? Any more questions or comments about iOS? No, we talked about a lot of the other stuff in 11 after yeah. last week, and we don't need to, like, you know, hammer on a, about it a lot. You know, there's new emoji and stuff like that. There's a new AR kit, which will be really yeah. cool once developers start using it. can do vertical surf, It can map vertical surfaces and stuff, and that's going to help a lot. New but, Safari. Yeah. And we'll yeah. post a link to, the, to that article. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yep. I'm sure we'll talk about it when it is officially released. It'll probably be in beta for... At least a couple more weeks. If yeah, at least longer. a couple more weeks, yeah. I would think. Uh, yeah, maybe even like a month and a half. Yeah. Because they say spring, which is not till middle of March. So yeah. who knows? And Unless spring could get be more as late pressure as June from the government about releasing that battery <laughs> <laughs> update. So. And uh, Crazy Mook on, on Facebook or Twitter is saying that they contacted Apple Legal and they said that an app can use the mic in the background at any time. In the background, like when it's when your app is launched... Uh, but it's you have another app in the foreground. It can use the mic, but like I said, it'll it'll that banner will be it'll tell you. Yeah, you'll have that little banner in the hopefully. It, it, they they're doing something fishy if you don't see that, and that's um and that's cause for them to like get their app yanked and stuff. So uh, report bad app behavior if you think you see it. Yep. And like I said, you can go to setting. It's settings privacy. You can see microphone and you can see camera and you can switch off which apps have access there was a question at the beginning of the show uh about when is the next apple live event <laughs> oh coincidentally coincidentally we're working on a, a feature that's just going to yeah. kind of go through their calendar year of like here's when apple usually holds events they don't say until just right. a couple of weeks before like yeah. exactly but they always have one in March. they not always sorry they didn't about last every, year. They did not. About right. every other year, I, I went back yeah. through the last uh, six years or so, and it's kind of it's kind of hit and miss that they have one in March, uh, and they usually announce March is when we got the original uh, Apple Watch announcement. Yes, um, but yeah. then for the for the first one, but then uh, they usually announce some sort of new iPad, and uh, that's also sometimes some things like here's some new Apple TV service stuff and and, and things. They've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eddie Q, the Apple is what is he VP of services? What's Eddie Q's have... title? Anyways, yeah. Eddie Q, who you all know from Apple, VP, is going to yeah. be a featured speaker at South by Southwest, which is also in March. And everybody's assuming, well, like being what South South by Southwest is, they're going to talk about Apple's all their new TV stuff. They've got all these TV shows they're yeah. they're doing, and they're probably doing a new service and stuff. So. It would not surprise me if this year they had an event and they talked about that new TV stuff, maybe a new iPad. Um, and then, uh, a, so that would be the Apple. next thing. After that, it's it's June yeah. for WWDC, which they don't have the exact dates posted yet, but it'll be June. Yeah. And last year, um, we got iPads and MacBooks at WWDC, surprisingly. Right. That's not always a hardware event. In fact, usually it's not. Yeah. But last year they kind of loaded it up. So yeah, we'll when they WWDC is a good place where they do uh, Mac announcements because that's what developers are all excited about. Yeah, and, um, and iOS also. And it's always oh, the, oh, it's all the OS game. stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. iOS, Mac OS, all that stuff. Um, yeah, and this this year we could get a preview of the new Mac Pro. We don't know. And um, you know maybe a new iPad. Who that? Who, who, right. who, who knows? That would be the yeah. place 
they would yeah. do it if it's ready to to talk about. They previewed the whatever what was it 2013 the um the trash can Mac Pro right. there. Yes. That didn't ship until um Yeah, December. usually the Pro stuff and the iMac Pro is at WDS. And also HomePod, right? Then they they did HomePod they like, did yes, HomePod, yes. but it was expected so. to come earlier. And I can yeah. see them this coming WWD, WWDC devoting a huge section that feet that talks about a lot more HomePod features that yeah. It haven't come out yet and are being developed and haven't been announced yet. I right. can see that happening. Yep. Or sort of it's part of what's uh, in the new iOS. Yeah. Um, kind of separating so like, music and video. Last, last year, they yeah. didn't have an event in March, uh, and they just basically kicked out a couple of minor product updates on the site Watch all at band. once. It was like a the red iPhone and a... Yeah, product red iPhone. Yeah, the red a iPhone. A bunch of watch uh, bands. Some watch bands. 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 Yeah, <laughs> the, the Clips app. And then they announced the Retina, the 9.7-inch iPad, right. and got rid of, I think, the iPad Air. Right. Old yeah, the, the old cheap. iPhone Air. Yeah. just called it yeah. iPad, but right. it's yeah. just kind of a slight iPad refresh. Yeah. Um, so maybe they'll do something like that this year. We just, we just don't know. Yeah. Right. I mean, so. you, conventional wisdom would suggest that the new iPads would be somewhat monumental if they pick up any of those iphone features but we don't know if they, they i mean they might not get them this year they might not get them at all there might be and they might split it it might be because uh, yeah, the right. rumors are also that there's gonna be a cheaper ipad uh so maybe and the ipad mini hasn't been updated in forever yeah it's, it geez, feels like forever years, it's only been yeah. two years but it feels like forever um yeah. so so maybe we're gonna hear about regular ipads and then later in the year we hear about some maybe. new high-end ipad pro that's got yeah. like face id and all that stuff mm-hmm so speaking of Apple events, well, I was going to say, you know how <laughs> WWDC this year was sort of, when it came, it was, it was very iOS heavy, and then the Mac yes. stuff was kind of, yeah. so this year we could see, one of the reasons why I bring up the HomePod for WWDC is because iOS 12, mm-hmm. this is my segue. Right. <laughs> the king iOS of transition. Yeah. I know. The best, the best segues are the ones where you point them out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what Emmy goes to Roman. So uh, the iOS 12 has been rumored to be more of a maintenance update, focusing, it's, you know, focusing on quality and performance than features. So there was a... The Snow Leopard of iOS <laughs> the updates. The Snow Leopard of the iOS updates. People loved Snow Leopard. That was yeah. like a rock, man. It was great. Yeah, or uh, Mountain Lion was awesome, too. Yeah. I, I, I like maintenance releases. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, they sent out a memo saying that both macOS and iOS uh, this year, are some of their marquee features are going to get pushed back to next... They said pushed... The report said pushed back to next year. I don't know if that right. means like... They'll be in twelve point four, or if right. I, you'll wait a whole another year for iOS thirteen, but they're going to get pushed back to to twenty nineteen so that they can focus more on um, like stability and performance and quality in fewer features. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing, but also it's this is expected to be one of those sort of S model iPhone years, like where it's it's not a major change. It's just right. it's kind of like. <laughs> There's a new chip in the there, but it's not super. Kind of thing. Yeah, and usually they rely on awesome software features to push iPhones, so right. they're not going to have as many awesome new so- software features. And it's like a less 
revolutionary year for the hardware, <laughs> what are they going to pitch iPhones with? Uh, security and, and like stability and stuff aren't hot selling points. They kind of should be sometimes. Everyone right. gets mad when they're not there, but that's a hard right. thing to market. Yeah. The stablest phone ever. Like that's just not what's <laughs> going to be on their commercials. Yeah. So at least initially, we probably shouldn't expect a lot of features with new features with iOS 12. But as you say, the point releases, they could end up shipping some a of bunch those of, things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and, Regarding the phones, I mean, we're not really sure what Apple's strategy now is because we have an 8, yeah. we have an X. Right. So maybe there's not a talkier or a tickier, whichever the lesser one is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, now we're saying there might be three new phones, so. Right. But they're all expected to guess. be very iPhone 10-like. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what I mean by it's not, it's not a, a radical new design like they do every other year. We kind of, they skipped up a year with the iPhone 10 doing that. They jumped up and yep. did that right. a year early, and now it's this year. It's not so. Who knows what's going on with that? But yeah. there were there were some excited sounding features that were supposedly yeah. uh, cut to to focus yeah. on this, like a refresh of the home screen, which could mean, frankly, they need a big refresh of the home screen. But they sure do. But what Apple calls a refresh of the home screen is like when they added that widgets page. And it's like. <laughs> That was a new home screen. It's like, well, but it's not. What they need is to let me put my icons where I want them to go. <laughs> Please. Uh, and a new CarPlay interface, which is also badly needed. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the core apps, like Mail and stuff like that, were going to get overhauled, and that's kind of like pushback. Those are the kind of things I can see being in point releases. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a lot of new iPhoto stuff. It's uh, just photos now. A lot of new photos stuff, like better facial recognition, new new photos design stuff was... Apparently yeah, yeah it's it's weird. Like the, the the features that they said were being delayed didn't seem like features to me that would be like, okay, we can't focus on that. Like it all seemed kind of maintenancey and and optimization e rather than. Oh, I uh, think there's a lot of design that as part delaying. of those. Yeah, I think it's a lot of design as part yeah. of, especially if they're if the home screen redesign is relatively substantial, then they'll mm-hmm. be working on a new design language for a lot of their other apps and photos stuff like yeah, that. That's true. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see some relatively new interaction models now that there's no home button on the 10 and the mm-hmm. new phones this year would not have a home button. Then I, I can see them like doing more things with gestures and stuff that make your yeah. apps operate differently. And they're kind of, maybe they're kicking all that, kicking that can down the street a little bit to so, focus on security. And so there's some good conversation on Twitter. Um, Aloko is saying that the iPhone SE was released at a spring event. Yeah, the SE was, was yeah. two years ago yeah. at, a spring, at the March event. Yeah. That is what Dylan said. It's a two-year anniversary in March. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alf is saying uh, there's a rumor of iOS apps on Mac that's still strong. Right. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of... It's not really iOS apps on Mac. Mm. The that's been reported has been re-reported in a very sketchy way. Can we re-report? Uh, yeah, and we talked about it when when the reports first came out. We uh, we had a news story about it. What they're I, I forget the 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 Marzipan. name Marzipan is the name for it. Um, some people have been saying there's this thing called Marzipan, which is going to like let the Mac run iOS apps. You build one map app for the iOS mm, and the Mac. Yeah. That is not going to. First of all, Macs don't have touchscreens. They're not going to require everyone to buy a new Mac that does have a touchscreen. They don't understand multi-touch. They don't understand. 3D touch and pressure, and I, like, there's a million reasons that wouldn't work. You can't, you can't just replace that with a touchpad and clicking. 
Um, but what it probably is is a whole set of tools and APIs for developers that make it really easy to make an app and put it on the Mac and on iOS right. without having to remake a lot of stuff, without having to remake a lot of your interface you stuff are. and a lot of the way that the the apps um, pieces talk to each other, a lot of the APIs being different and stuff. I think they're trying to bring those things closer together so that if you have an iOS app, you can make a Mac version that deals with things like different window sizes and not having mm -hmm. touch and stuff like that. And if you have a Mac app, you can make an iOS app, and it's way, way easier to do. So that's that's probably what Marzipan is. This whole, I write a program once and it runs on all these devices, That that's a dream that has been tried a million right. times, and it's never worked, ever, yeah. uh, For because it's not just about the programming stuff. It's about the fundamental differences in what these devices are. Uh, Chrome Chrome OS, if you have a Chromebook, um, that now they have the Play Store and the Chromebook, It's right. and... Um, I, I, I do that regularly mm -hmm. where I'll run Android apps on my but Chromebook. But all Chromebooks have touchscreens. Yes, that's the one issue. Is right. that, yes, there is a touchscreen. But even, even when I go to the trackpad, you know, it works, it's fine, but it's not an experience like Apple is going to release. And, it's and just it's, not something they're going to do. And it is worth pointing out that Android has the concept of a mouse. Like yes. uh, built into the very first edition of Android, they had trackballs on the, on the phones. They had mice were, were a part of the thing, and it's always been part of the fundamentals of uh, Android, and it's not part of the fundamentals of iOS. Doesn't yeah, the, the idea the of a pointer does not exist? Not just yeah. the design language, but like the fundamentally, there is no pointer in iOS. They don't know what it is. So, um, yeah, so all those things are very different, and I, I see Apple bringing making it easy for developers to do both things. I don't think it's going to be oh. Uh, suddenly I can access the iOS app store and run all these iOS apps on my Mac. That would be weird. There you, are, they, there's emulators said, to do that now, yeah. and they're already right. got a bunch of issues, like right. Yeah. <laughs> like for developers to test their, their apps. Yeah, yeah, I think streamers, some streamers use it. To yeah, they use the developer tools to yeah. run a, an app and test yeah. it. I've, so when do you think uh, the laptops get touchscreen? Apple has been yeah. adamant. Like <laughs> It's funny, a, Apple never... Not never. Apple very, very rarely will say something about a future product, right? They'll give some fuzzy answer. But when people ask about touchscreens on Macs, they go, no. Pretty <laughs> We're not doing what? it. That doesn't make any sense. I, mean, I agree. I agree. It would make so much more sense than the stupid touch bar. Yeah, the, and, the touch bar was their compromise. Right. And yeah. it's terrible because you have to look away from the screen yeah. Yeah. and you're not directly manipulating the thing that you're working on. And for yeah. a million reasons, I, I think it's bad. But they are adamant that no, no touchscreen on Mac. So, yeah. And, and then watch them do it, right? And there's a few questions yeah. about Siri and comments. Some people are talking about how terrible Siri is. Yes. Um, and someone, and Dylan is saying that uh, uh, Siri has been really good on the Apple TV remote, surprisingly. It is, yes. It is, yeah. So when do you think Siri gets a major upgrade? You know, We hope in 12. Like That's yeah. one of those things that we didn't, it wasn't part of right. any of those reports about what's in and what's out. Like Siri was just missing from that whole conversation. So maybe Siri... Gets it's uh, a big improvement in iOS 12. Um, I agree that you can't do as much as you with Siri as you can on the phone on the Apple TV, but what you can do works great. It works really well <laughs> and fast and reliably. So 
And with the HomePod release, Apple has it's imperative that Apple works on Siri. They have yes. to. Yeah. They can't just Yeah, I mean they, they can't take the Apple TV route and say, "Okay, you're going to have a great music experience, but we're going to ignore all of the other things that you want to do in your home." They can't do that. Right. So, yeah, Siri needs a major upgrade. I would love to see a spring event just devoted to Siri completely. Yeah. Like, this is this is our our direction. Here's what we're, yeah. re- what it, we're releasing WWDC. now. I think it would be in a major future. iOS release, so it, it would be in WWDC if it's yeah. anywhere. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Fine. I'll take whatever. 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 We want to hear it this year, though. <laughs> we haven't we haven't heard, but we want to hear it this year from Apple. Yeah, not if, just if it, in broad strokes, like oh, we're getting a new voice and here's a couple oh, new features, like a real kind of deep dive into this is our vision. This is what we're doing. This is where we're taking it. And this yeah. is why it's better than Google Assistant. Kind of like yeah. uh, remember how Apple Maps was just like such a disaster, and yeah. after about two years, they really came out and said like, you guys were really taking like it. They had to throw a whole lot of resources at fixing maps. And then a, yet a year after they started doing that, they finally had enough to show where they're like, no, app, app, maps is good now. And it is. But, it, I mean, it's not as good as Google Maps. Yeah. But yeah, Does like, anyone actually use Apple Maps? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. A lot of apps do except because when you ask it's the Siri. API. <laughs> except when you ask Siri. Yeah. So if you're yeah. actually manually doing it, who uses Apple Maps? I use it. I use it sometimes. It depends on what I'm doing. I live in San Francisco. It's fine for San Francisco. If I were to go somewhere remote, I I don't know if I would trust Apple Maps. I know, but wouldn't you just default to using Google Maps at that point? You're just so in the habit of looking up stuff. If I launch a map app, I use Google Apps. But like a lot of apps just pull on a Maps API, and they pull in Google Maps. So not by choice. So in other words, not by choice. But it's fine. I don't yeah. go. I don't go. Oh my gosh, Apple Maps. Oh, you know, it's it's fine. Um, yeah. But but my my point is that that if they have been really working hard on Siri for the last year <laughs> on doing some major things, then they may have enough to show us. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we're really turning a corner. We're really trying to to get it back where it needs to be because they were way in the lead, and the the lead they just been yeah. blown by. Yeah, and that would be a good WWDC thing because yeah. it would be heavily impacting developers. Yeah, uh, anything yeah. they do to really fix Siri is going to part of that conversation has to be more hooks into it for developers. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, we should have a, a poll of who uses MapQuest, who uses Bing Maps, Map. uh, Apple Maps, <laughs> Yahoo Maps. Maps. Yeah. I think I think you'd be surprised how many people Bing just Maps. use the Map service that's default on the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. And I think people that oh, the, default, long the power way. default is huge. Yeah. 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 People yeah. always use the default. So <laughs> I use uh, most of the time. I need a map. I'm driving, and I use Waze. So, <laughs> so, so iOS 12. I mean, that's a ways off. We're, we're not going to see. Yeah, we're not going to hear. Through. We're not going to yeah. hear anything about Siri before then, sure. and yeah. we're not going to get a Siri, a big improvement to Siri before iOS 12. So it's going to be the fall, which is going to be a painful wait. Correct, Feder- Federighi's note to his development team that was allegedly leaked. All right. Did not single out Siri or anything like that. So I, I guess it's safe to assume that Siri is not being put on the back burner. And, right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's also, I mean, maybe they don't, Apple doesn't treat Siri as quote unquote an iOS true. feature. That's maybe. true. Right. So That's true. It is, know, they, it's his team now though. It used to yeah. be Eddie Q's team and they moved yeah. it. And that's one of the yeah. reasons everybody thinks that like uh, Apple's, has a renewed effort into Siri yeah, because they absolutely. put it under the OS guy and not the services guy. 
Well, maybe he's uh, maybe we're they're delaying iOS 12 features because there's so much Siri stuff you can't do everything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, would, cry, I would not cry about that. I would not cry not about Siri being not great and not having a new home screen for it. Yeah. And I I do think Apple is actively working on it. I mean, they have to know that this is an issue and this is a a point of contention for Apple fans going forward. But right. um, it would just be nice if we saw that sooner rather than later. And Alf is saying Siri is limited by the inability to track data. You know, I've been thinking about that myself. So Apple promotes, the, you know, this whole idea that Siri is much more secu- private and secure right. for the mm-hmm. user because they don't track data. And I always wonder, whenever I hear that, I always wonder, is, is that the reason why you're behind? It's harder. Yeah, it makes it much harder. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's using email, like your email, but it's using your email on your device and doing all that searching and stuff like on your device instead of using the cloud. Like all your emails, even though it's all on a cloud server somewhere, like Apple's not collating all that data together, and that just makes it harder to train Siri because they're not they're not taking everyone's photos from all their photo accounts and all that other stuff, and using that to train their AI the way Google is. Um, But at the same time, like like everyone's Google has all your data in the world, but Amazon doesn't. Amazon doesn't have my mapping location data. Amazon doesn't have all my emails and stuff. And Alexa is still a lot better than Siri. So mm-hmm. that's only that excuse only goes so far. Right. At some point you got to go like, well, there's there's other things they could they could do. Yeah. I mean, even something simple like if you ask Siri a question, and then ask a follow-up. She has no idea what the previous yeah, question was. That like, that has right. nothing to do it's with spo- your that's supposed to work, and half the time it doesn't. Yeah. 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 Right. I also wonder how much of it might be on the back end, because you know, like mm-hmm. Google and Amazon both have servers that are powering you know, the world. Yeah. Uh, but Apple's not in that game. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. They have, a, they have a massive infrastructure for themselves, but they don't have, yeah. they're not rent. yeah, like you said, they're not like renting cloud computing to everybody in the world. So yeah, um, it, it's it's so frustrating because um, companies like Amazon and Google are very into AI research and stuff, and they show up at all the conferences and the in the uh, you know talks and stuff like that. And and Apple's just like quietly working in their lab. Yeah. They have yeah. they have some of the best people in the world working on this stuff, but they don't really kind of share with the academic community very much about what they're doing and how they're working on things. And it's all very secretive. And then like all of a sudden you just see it in some product and you go like, Oh wow. Right. Yeah. And that kind of brings up a, a bigger question because, um, well, first off JWK is saying Siri knows very few questions that they ask. Yes. And Alf says that they have your, Amazon has your purchase and search history. True. And, uh, to some degree, I mean, personally, when it comes to like things like advertising, I would rather see an ad that fits me than an ad that doesn't, right. personally. So yeah. what is wrong, per se, with the tracking of information? Oh, it's, I it's mean, all it's all personal. Yeah, it's all yeah. your personal choice, yeah. like you your, personal your, choice. your trade-off yeah, and stuff. Sure. But, yeah. but there's, a little, there's a little bit of a difference between, well, you're, you're uh, with my permission watching where I went on the web so you can g- give me the right ad, and you're reading all my emails. Like that's, that's true. there's yeah. a, there's a line there. And even though it's not a human being going through your emails, even though it, there's an algorithm looking for stringing together keywords and stuff like that, uh, and 
forgetting it as soon as it's trained the AI, that's there. There is a difference there. Um, it, it is just the fundamental, like to, that they even have access to it, is kind of yep. scary. You can turn that stuff off, but nobody does. So, yeah. but yeah, no doubt Siri has a long way to go, and we hope to see that in twelve, iOS twelve, and macOS. Will it be fourteen? Do you think or ten? That would be thirteen dot. Thirteen dot. What is it now? Ten dot thirteen. Ten dot fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Will it be ten dot fourteen or will it be ten dot thirteen or will it? Probably ten dot fourteen. Yeah. Well, uh, but will it be uh, iOS eleven point five? If if iOS twelve or the what will be what we what what (laughs) would be iOS twelve doesn't um, have you know any kind of marquee new features. Probably not. They'll probably do iOS. I mean, we, we saw this with iOS 9 where they kind of scaled back after iOS 7 and all the backlash over that. And, yep. you know, no one cared. They still downloaded it in droves and loved it sure. and everything else. Yeah. You know? So it'll probably still be iOS 12 and they'll, they'll just have a couple less features and they'll still say it's the most secure and the best and the greatest thing we ever did. And everyone will download it and <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So moving on. Um, Mark Gurman, reporter for Bloomberg, who uh, gained some notoriety and reputation when he was with, mm-hmm. was it 9 to 5? Was he no, with 9 he, to uh, 5? Business Insider. I, I missed the question, but he's from Business Insider now. Mark Gurman's with Business Insider? Or he's with Bloomberg? Oh, I'm sorry, Bloomberg. That's, yeah. that's what I meant to say. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, yeah. He, was, he was known as someone who was getting like, you know, exclusive scoops, scoops yeah. and stuff yeah, and that were pretty five, accurate. Yeah, yeah, earlier this week he wrote about Apple's uh, their custom chip business. Yeah, basically. foray into making their own chips uh, and and how it's growing and they're making more chips for more things. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and there's a throwaway line yeah. <laughs> at the end, like the last paragraph of this entire feature just happens to mention, you know, yeah. oh, well, and, be and there'll Macs. be three new Macs this year that will have custom chips in them. Now, he doesn't say which Macs they are, because you could say three new Macs this year and be like, well, yeah, of course, they always update the MacBook, mm-hmm. and you can probably expect a new iMac, but then, but he doesn't go into any specifics, and, you know, right. there's things like, we're waiting for a Mac Pro, right? where mm-hmm. the iMac, the Mac Mini hasn't been updated in almost three years now, yeah. I think, mm. so it's it's things like that that... Kind of like also get the, the rumor mill. There going. will be new MacBooks this year. Like, there's no yeah. that's not a surprise to anybody. Yeah. Um, whether new MacBook Pros, probably a new regular MacBook. Um, right. And there will be. Uh, we're waiting on that Mac Pro. I I think this is the year. You know, and there will probably be we some refresh. Every year. I I haven't. No, but we hoped. But I mean, that, now they've actually come out and said yeah. they're working on it. Like so long ago, I think this is the year. It was last April or something. Yeah. yeah. And there's Intel also did a KB Lake update Mm -hmm. last year that Apple didn't use. Didn't use. Yeah. The quad core low low voltage chips. Yeah. And uh, Gordon Maung at our PC World sister publication did a bunch of laptop testing and found that this new KB Lake chip blazes. It's pretty fast. It's quad core in the same power envelope that the dual core used to be. Yeah. So yeah, and so, so during, all the thirteen-inch laptops would be quad-core if Apple used this. Yeah, 
And during the testing, Gordon would come up to me pretty much like every day for like three weeks going, hey, so when is that new MacBook Pro with these new fat, really fast KB Lake processors, processors coming out? And I was like, well, they just released new MacBooks yeah. with the older ones, so it's not coming out for a while. So you can bet that Apple will release new MacBook Pros there's, with these new KB Lake chips. There's that, really that but they also announced at CES, uh, they announced... Intel announced a package where it's like an Intel CPU and oh, right. a AMD Vega-based GPU on the same sort of package. They're like yeah. uh, they're separate chips, but on the same little board, like next to each other, with like a dark link between them and everything. And they're meant for notebooks and everything. Uh, that thing is that is awesome. Yeah, that is so cool. I kind of hope that Apple's skipping the quad Gaby Lakes and get, putting that in there. At least the MacBook Pros. We could see maybe yeah maybe that goes in the Mac, but well. That goes yeah. in the pros, and the other things go in the MacBook. I don't right. know. Yeah, I, like I want to yeah. see that. That is that thing is so cool, um, and <laughs> it's going to be super fast, especially on the graphics side, which Apple's always into. But I mean, the, yeah. The point about the uh, bringing out the right. oh, there's new Macs is that they say they're going to have, as the iMac Pro does. iMac Pro has the T2 chip that it uses yeah. for a lot of stuff. It uses it to uh, address the storage and for hardware encryption, and uh, it's it basically boots first and controls the boot for the rest of the system uh, to be very secure. It does the audio processing. They use the image processor in there uh, to do like the webcam stuff and everything. Uh, and he says the new Macs are going to have that. If not the T2, then a T3 or some Apple co-processing chip that does all this stuff. In addition to whatever Intel chip or something, and he, he implied they were Macs that you know didn't have it now because the MacBook Pros have the T1 chip, so presumably oh, yeah. the uh, Touch Mac- Bar MacBook Pros have yeah. the T1, have the and T1. it just right. runs the, the Touch, touch bar. bar. And yeah. then the iMac right. Pro has the new T2, which does a lot more. Right. Yeah, right. It has that secure enclave that you can boot in. So presumably we're talking about boot. MacBook Air, iMac non-Pro, the right. new whatever Pro version they come out with the new tower. Yep. Or um, new Mac, Mac Pro, which too. is not probably not <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> so. We we said this when we reviewed the iMac Pro, um, and we talked about uh, Jason Snell wrote a great article saying, "Here's all the stuff they do with that T2 chip, and it's a lot." And we said, "Yeah, this is the way forward for Apple. This is what's really yep. significant about the iMac Pro. It's not that they don't expect to sell a whole lot of those, <laughs> um, but yeah. what's significant about it is that." It's not that they're going to dump Intel or AMD or NVIDIA chips out of their thing. It's that they're going to also put in their own chips that do their own, that work together with those things. They handle the audio processing. They handle the security. They handle encryption. They handle image processing. Uh, Eventually, they're going to take all of the uh, hardware video encoding stuff out of the Apple A series chips and throw them into there so that they can, so that the final cut runs super fast. I, yeah. I can see all those things happening. That's the way forward for Apple is that having an Apple coprocessor working together with those Intel chips and stuff. Yeah, I don't think you'll ever see, well, I should probably not say that. Never, ne- never say never. Never but. say never. But, you know, like German's story kind of hints at Apple's. End goal is to create its own main CPU. Yeah, and I don't know if I don't for, know if, for like laptops and desktops. <laughs> yeah, and and I think you pointed out in a in a chat that we were having on Slack that would involve Apple 
licensing. They either have to license x86, x86 to either right. make an x86 chip or to emulate right. without getting sued into oblivion. Or tell their developers, you need to write whole new code now. Yeah, whole new ARM code <laughs> right. for your MacBooks, for your Mac apps, which is a whole other uh, arms race they don't, I don't know that they want to be into. Yeah. What would not surprise me, though, is if these, these T-series chips start to get more and more capable yes. ARM CPUs in them. And they allow developers using Marzipan or right. whatever to uh, to write Mac apps that use that. And if your if your Mac app, like, why wouldn't your Mac Twitter app or something just run on a little super energy efficient ARM CPU right. and give you like incredible battery life? Right. So um, yeah. So that's so the maybe connection. that's that's the the way forward is like yeah they still have x86 processors from Intel or whatever and still have GPUs from AMD or Nvidia. Right. But they also have their own CPUs on these T-series chips that are sort of optional but encouraged. <laughs> right. And developers can make versions of their apps for those when it's suitable. And you get crazy good battery life and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it correct to say, or is it oversimplifying to say that a T-series chip is basically... I think they're cut down A series. I think they're cut down A series chips. Cut down A series chip. I mean, that won't tell you. Apple would never tell you. But I think a T, uh, certainly a T two. Looking at what's in it, I'm like, that's got to be like an A nine, right? Like with some stuff disabled. Yeah. So the idea that you know the marzipan thing that that makes it all kind of yeah coalesce and come together. together. So the 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 rumor that before we saw the iMac Pro was that it was an A ten X, I believe. So yeah. it's some kind of version of, I mean, it has to be. Yeah. It would be weird to use the X series versions because those are sort of the yeah, it's true. higher power, higher graphics things for iPads uh, and and Apple TVs. And you don't need that when it's not driving the graphics yeah. of the system. But maybe they, maybe they got a bunch of them laying around. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the whole point of doing that is to not spin up a whole different line at a fab right. that right. produces a whole different yeah. chip. And that's just, I mean, getting into that chip business just feels like they'd be playing such a catch-up game against the good options that are already out there. It's, I mean, of all the yeah. huge companies in the world, there are two companies, period, that make a decent x86 chip. And it's been tried so many times. Right. Although Apple has amazingly good chip engineers. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, their ARM chips are, hands down, no joke, some of the best, period. And... There, you know, so if anyone could do it, I guess. But to do to do all that just for your own products, not even your own, not the products that sell hundreds of millions a year for the, yeah, for right. their own, That's the thing. for the Max, which right. don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I, I think cost effectiveness would be a big reason why they wouldn't invest all that research and development yeah. into doing it. Yeah, we're not talking about the iPhone where they sell fifty million in a in a bad quarter. They don't. They sell what fifteen million Max a year, maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. So. Yeah. I just don't think it's worth it. But maybe, you know, at some point we're going to see some kind of a hybrid-ish mm-hmm. machine. I mean, at some point we're going to, everything's going to converge. And that could be what Apple, Apple could be playing a real long yeah. game here, looking yeah. 10, 10, 15 years down the line to when we get to a point where we don't have an iPhone, an iPad, a Mac. We have one device that kind of like seamlessly works through all of that, whatever that looks like, however that operates, who knows. And Dylan on on Twitter is mentioned bringing up the Qualcomm chip that like new PCs are coming out with that yes. yeah. are low powered. 
yeah. but battery life. Yeah, the part of the what's happening in the Windows space is that they're emulating x86 on Qualcomm mobile, like Snapdragon 845s and stuff. It's like the high-end yeah. phone chips. Uh, they're sticking in laptops and emulating x86, and they worked out the licensing to do that and running Windows. And yeah, so that's, again, that's something Apple could do. The performance of those is sort of yet to be seen. I don't think uh, it's certainly not the kind of performance a MacBook Pro user would accept. (laughs) But like, you know, if they ever brought back the Air version, you know. Yeah, or the 12-inch MacBook, which the... You can get it with the Core i5, but it also has the Core M. Mm, I, I have a yeah. feeling that the Core M version is probably not slower than emulating x86 on a and an A11 <laughs> would be. Um, but still, they've got to have those x86 for all those other products, so I don't know that they would do that. And that's presumably operating in a real low-cost space. We, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we've heard the there's, prices yet. But There's got to be no margin on those. Yeah, so again, that's a not Apple's game. They just, you know, they don't, they don't, compete in that space and they're not gonna on the mac end anyway right yeah they're 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 just not going to make a 400 dollar mac right laptop unfortunately (laughs) kind of unfortunately i i understand the point that um if the compromises on sort of design and build quality and all that stuff you have to do to get there uh kind of drags down the whole line because it's going to sell because of its price and because of the Apple brand, it would sell a lot, and then everybody would think, "Oh, Apple products aren't that great because it's not that great." Yeah, because you right. can't four hundred dollars. You can't make it all metal and you know really high quality screen and all that stuff. We're looking for the MacBook SE. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think that's the MacBook, <laughs> the the MacBook non Air, just that twelve inch MacBook, which is still twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, is the cheapest one twelve hundred dollars? I think so. Yeah, I think the Air is still nine ninety nine, but I think the MacBook yeah. is still, maybe right. maybe eleven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe ten, ten ninety nine, but it's 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 around there. Yeah, the yeah, the Air's the only sub one thousand laptop, yeah. right? So yeah, and the Air is your you know you might as well spend the extra hundred or two hundred dollars and get a decent modern processor because that's right. that's a few years old. Yeah, it's still old and it's low res, and it's not Retina. And yeah, all that stuff. that's what I want them to up. <laughs> I love the MacBook Air and it needs a Retina display and yeah. fourteen forty by nine hundred native. Yeah, that's not cool. I mean, it would on seem a thirteen-inch like laptop. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's always it a shock when I open that laptop up and go, "Yeah, what's with this resolution?" Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Pixels. <laughs> what are what are pixels? <laughs> yeah. So, it, it it would seem that that's not long for this world. But I mean, Apple has done weird things in in the past. So the la- yeah. latest rumors that the the MacBook will evolve to be a little bit bigger yeah. and replace the and a little che- bit cheaper and replace the Air. And I think that's probably a good way to go is to say yeah. um, we don't they, they don't need more products in the product line. They I feel like, but for the price and size that that the MacBook fills the role, it just needs yeah. They to, just they, they need to have a Mac under a thousand dollars. That's basically the strategy yeah. here. They have to. Yep. So a MacBook, whatever twelve inch or thirteen inch for nine ninety nine with whatever specs inside it would be would sell fine. But the MacBook Air is the only MacBook with a USB three port. Uh, <laughs> a a, a USB A type. Yeah, so USB A. Yeah, yeah. Type hey, this port, is true. Yep. Is like, I don't think that's the problem so, with the regular MacBook so much is that there's only one. Yeah. So if you're charging, yeah. you can't do anything yeah. else. <laughs> yep, yep. That's just you know the Pro has four, it has two mm-hmm. on each side, and now you feel yeah. like you can do stuff with it. Right. 
Well, you only have one one on your phone, so they're doing the same thing. Well, but a f- phone's not exactly the same thing as a, yeah, you a, don't a need computer where you're plugging in phone. like USB storage. And they got dongles. They got dongles to sell you. Yes. Yeah, they've yeah. the dongle yes. business. So. <laughs> well, that just about does it for today's show. Uh, I'd like to thank Dan. That's our me. Producer. That's me. Mike over on the East Coast. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Jason. I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl and waiting for a HomePad, uh, HomePad, HomePod uh, <laughs> advertisement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, thanks, everybody, who sent in your questions and comments. Yes, we thank you to the, the live aspect of this. So uh, thanks for tuning in. and We love the comments and questions. So please join us next week uh, where we'll talk about more Apple news. Also, just to keep in mind, We'll do our podcast on Wednesday, uh, and then not next week, but is it just to keep it is if next you guys? Week. Is it? Yeah. Fe- oh, right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so on Friday the yes. 9th, we should get our home pods, and we're going to do a special. Uh, not it's not going to be the podcast, but we're going to do a live unboxing and takes your questions yes. and check it out uh, with you guys. Assuming it doesn't get delivered in the middle of the night. I'm actually picking it up from the Apple Union Square store. Nice. All right. so, yeah, I'm, I'm picking mine up too. So I'll, I'll And you got a white one? one? We got a... Uh, or did we get gear? White, we got a white yes, one. Okay. Because we thought it would photograph yeah. better. Okay. Yeah. Lame. More, more photogenic. <laughs> yes. No, I like the space gray one too. Right. But, and then I'm taking it from you guys. And then Jason will be doing the review of the HomePod. So if you guys have yeah. questions and comments... Questions about the HomePod. Tweet at me. Tweet at Jason. Jason Cross double zero. Yes. And he'll keep that in mind when he does the review. But we'll yeah. do a live unboxing on February 9th. Uh, we'll post on Twitter and Facebook when we're about to do that. Because even though I'm picking it up, I have no idea what time I will be picking it up. Because it, I guess it all depends on when the shipment gets there. Yeah, so. you can tease your tease it and f- post a photo of outside the store waiting in line. Yeah. Yeah. So It'll I'll most likely be in, in the afternoon, like because we want to let. Depending on the ship. Like even if we pick it up at, at ten in the morning, we're gonna you have to come back and get it set up and stuff. So, <laughs> right, so it could be around noon by that time. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Don't, it won't it won't be early in the morning, especially if you're on the East Coast, because you know three hour time change and they don't have them, and we have to go get it and all that stuff. And I think the Union Square Apple Store opens at ten eight. 10 a.m. Hmm. I haven't been. It's the new one, right? Yeah, yeah, they it's the new it. one. It could be nine. I don't. They open. They open early on special days, like iPhone release day. That's true. Is that a special day? See, I don't think. It I don't. Is. But, it, <laughs> but they're doing a Friday release, which they do on special things. Right. Don't know. So I'll, I'll, I'll well, check they, that. We will so. let you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did have the normal two week window. I mean, they might open early. Who yeah. knows? So of note, the HomePod is not. Sold out on Apple.com, so you can order it today and still get it by February 9th. Yeah, yeah. last time we checked, I checked yeah. yesterday, and it still says... I checked this morning. Yeah, yeah February 9th, so yeah. there's there's stock. Yeah. Either they made a ton of them, or not many people are buying I them. I think even the fans who want one are kind of wait and see about it. Right. Maybe so. Right. Maybe so. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly an, an impulse purchase. That is true. Nor is it like the original Apple Watch where everyone's like, whoa, that's amazing, and they're, I'm yeah, going to go yeah. spend $500. Very true. So our regular podcast, I want to say a time. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> we're 10-ish. It's, it's 10-ish. 10-ish. It's, 10 a, it's a hard 10-ish. Yes, we've right. been doing about 10 minutes after 10. So 
yeah. it seems like if you want to participate live which we'd yes. love yes so and then Friday to be determined we'll do an unboxing and uh, tune in for that so uh, if you have comments and questions you'd like us to address in the next uh, podcast let us know on Facebook and Twitter 